This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, and you're listening to Launchpad on Business Radio. Today, we're talking to seven of the semifinalists of the Penn Wharton Entrepreneurship Startup Challenge. I'm joined now in the studio by Dana Kim, founder and CEO of Showcase. Dana, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. All right, Dana, give us the elevator pitch for Showcase. Yeah, absolutely. So very quickly, Showcase is a network of vending machines that are a platform for brands to exchange products for feedback. So essentially what that means is consumers get free items in exchange for a quick survey and brands get targeted quality in moment data. All right, well, let's tell us a little bit more about these vending machines. Actually, before you do that, where are you? Are you operating some of these now already? Yep, exactly. So um, we thought of the idea in July and August 1, we decided to really go for it. And then in January of 2020, so just a few months ago, we got our first machine up and running on Penn's campus. So at first right, we were so in Weiss Tech House, um, which is a Penn undergrad um, engineering building, and now we're in a Wharton MBA co-working space. Great. So maybe just tell us what this machine looks like what, and what your initial prototype does. Yeah, yeah. So as a user, you would walk up to the, my, my machine um, and you would see on the touch screen, go to vendit.app to, to get started. And so you would go to vendit.app, you would create an account, you would log in, and then you'd be shown a menu of, of items that you're eligible for, which are the same items that are in front of you in the machine. And so you would choose which item you want, you would then be given a QR code, you hold the QR code up to the machine and your item vends. At that point, we registered in our system that you've received, say, a granola bar. Um, and then in your app, you are served a survey on that granola bar. If you take the survey within 24 hours, then great, you're eligible for another uh, product or item out of that machine. And if you forget to take it, you're locked out of the system. Uh, and that sort of incentive structure has actually worked really well because people see you know, a ton of items in the machine they want. So we've had a 75% completion rate, which is awesome. So you mentioned granola bar. Tell us what's mm -hmm. in your machines now and what, you, what kinds of products you think will work for this model. Yeah, yeah. So if we, we've mostly started off with snacks, CPG, that's kind of the natural, um, you know, expectation for folks walking up to a vending machine, what they want to see and expect to see. Um, so we have 11 brand partners so far, ranging from granola bars, bags of chips, snacks. Um, and, and then we brought on our first non-consumable the other um, month, which was Twice Toothpaste, which is Lenny Kravitz's direct-to-consumer toothpaste. Um, and that was a really exciting um, way of testing something that isn't immediately consumed on the spot. But people really loved it because it was different and it was interesting. Um, and, and in the future, we hope to bring in more personal care. We hope to bring in beauty, small accessories, electronics. The possibilities are endless. Wow, I didn't know Lenny Kravitz had toothpaste. That's a real <laughs> test of a brand extension, it seems to me. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so take us back to the origin story. Where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? Tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself and, and, and where it came from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so prior to Wharton, I worked in Consumer Insights for about five years. Um, and there I was running global insights projects for companies like Facebook and Uber. And um, it, I found it really interesting and it was really incredible, meaningful, impactful work. Um, but there I was also able to see pretty firsthand that while, you know, consumer insights and data and market research are more important than ever, 
especially given today's sort of innovation landscape. Um, there are a lot of, uh, there are still a lot of sort of inefficiencies. It's oftentimes pretty slow, um, very, very expensive um, and, and biased in who you're reaching. Um, so I came to Wharton to really figure out, okay, how can I bring to market a more efficient market research solution um, that's digitally and tech enabled um, in a really sort of innovative way of turning around insights, especially for companies that don't have access to the resources that, that major companies do. Um, so all my first year of Wharton, I sort of noodled on what exactly that looked like. And then over the summer, um, came up with the idea for Showcase and using, you know, vending machines as essentially automated mall intercepts or automated, you know, intercepts where um, rather than a, a person standing outside of a grocery store or a fridge saying, hey, why did you buy that product or what do you think of this packaging? We're automating that using um, the traditional sort of vending machine form factor. Okay, well, you mentioned selection bias, but I would think that would be a really big problem. Everybody loves free stuff. Why aren't people mm -hmm. who are super price sensitive, who just love free sh stuff, not camped out in front of your machine? Yeah, well, I mean, this first one, like I said, is in, in Wharton MBA co-working space. So you actually have to have Wharton um, swipe access, even be have access to the machine or come up upon it in the organic flow of your day. Um, so being really smart about where we're placing the machines as opposed to being on a street corner, being in really high value places where you're capturing a really high value and hard to reach audience is our core value prop. So we will never, you know, tout ourselves as a gen pop nationally representative sample. We are very much um, giving you access to Wharton MBAs that wouldn't otherwise sign up for market research panels or focus groups. And not only get, getting you um, kind of awareness and sampling, but also collecting data from those folks who are oftentimes highly opinionated. About how much of a time commitment is it to respond to the survey? Yeah, the, the original survey site that has been around three to four minutes. Um, we are looking to, in the future, for more high-value products, kind of toggle that up. So, you know, for Lenny Kravitz's toothpaste, which retails for $10 a tube, um, we can we should be able to command, you know, maybe a four- or five-minute survey. Um, but those are sort of hypotheses that we're going to continue to test and make sure that consumers are willing to do, um, to commit that sort of time. Yeah, and, and what... What aspiration do you have for the type of feedback? Is it purely structured feedback, or can you imagine them yeah. capturing video or commentary? Absolutely. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in, in my previous company, we did a ton of mobile, like digital diaries and, and qualitative video um, captures. And we found that those were very, very impactful, especially when you found a high, high value um, target consumer. Um, so given we are getting feedback from such an articulate, high, highly engaged, um, highly sort of tech enabled and comfortable with digital audience, integrating more qualitative research options such as, you know, telephone interviews, video interviews, and asynchronous capture abilities like videos and diaries um, are definitely in our pipeline. Yeah. How do you get paid? We're a market research company, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be paid by survey complete or by, you know, data point captured. Um, right now with a, a two to three minute survey, we're looking to charge about $20 per, per survey. Um, and that is all inclusive of, you know, sampling your product, collecting the data, giving you um, access to a live in, uh, dashboard of insights coming in. And would you expect to be, I mean, I know the market research industry is, is often fragmented. So there are some big comprehensive firms and there are specialty firms. Would yeah. you be selling to one of the comprehensive market research firms or would you sell directly to the brand? Yeah, so 
Definitely both are in our kind of wheelhouse. Um, we've started off with, with, with going direct to brand just because um, with smaller brands, um, we're a nice sort of all-in-one product sampling and data collection um, unit. And since we're small and flexible, it's nice to be their, their all-in-one market research solution. Um, for in terms of scaling and, and getting big and, and really bringing on larger portfolios of clients at once, we, we are definitely targeting, you know, being selling in our insights essentially wholesale to other market research firms mm -hmm. and being their, you know, automated intercept arm um, of maybe, um, you know, in, in a, as one part of a multi-phase research approach in a larger study. And that'll allow us for, allow much more quick, um, you know, market penetration on our part since we'll be deployed yeah. across a portfolio of clients. You know, I've observed over the last few years, there tends to be a bias in this competition, Penn Wharton Startup Challenge, for businesses that can be really big, that can be, they're investable. So how do, how do you answer that question? How big can this be, and why is it an investable opportunity? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I think with when it comes to vending machines and hardware and a physical footprint, um, the, the first question everyone asks is, how are you going to get big fast? Um, because it is very much... Um, a capital intensive and also, you know, just physically operationally heavy company. Um, we're thinking of these vending machines as recruitment tools to bring customers, really, really high value consumers into our database. For example, like the one in 2401, we had within, you know, eight weeks, 750 Wharton MBAs in our database of consumer insights panelists, essentially. Um, and so while we, while that is now, you know, somewhat capped in, in the medium run, when it's the same number of Wharton students coming through this space, we can actually continue to leverage that database and leverage those consumers for um, more market research and other revenue streams and, um, you know, get big by, by tapping that database for other sorts of research as opposed to um, just sticking to the vending machine interactions as our sole revenue model, if that makes sense. So if yeah. we spread um, our machines across, you know, a very um, even, you know, tens or hundreds of spaces, we're capturing all of those high high profile audiences that are within those spaces, but we're also then using all of those databases of really incredibly um, valuable consumers and tapping them for other sorts of research. Um, for example, um, and, and we can get more in depth in this later, but given COVID, you know, we've, and campus being closed, we've had to pivot a bit away from the vending machine model since folks aren't in that space and aren't on campus. And so we've leveraged our current database to actually um, reach out to those consumers and say, hey, since you can't get to our machine, we're bringing our products to you. Same deal, exchanging products for feedback, but now um, we'll, we'll actually mail you bundles of products that you choose, um, and you will, you know, open the box, still entirely free, try the products, eat the products, consume the products, and then fill out those surveys um, all on your phone or on your computer at home. Um, and so those are the so sorts of services and ancillary re revenue streams that will really help us sort of supercharge our growth beyond just the hardware footprint. All right, Dana, well, that's super interesting. Can you tell our listeners where they can learn more? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to showcaseinsights.com um, and see kind of the latest products we have um, and sign up for our service. Or if you're a brand, you can sign up to start collecting data for your own products. Okay, showcaseinsights.com. All right, Dana, yep. thanks so much for making the time. Super interesting. And good Thanks, luck. Carl. Have a nice day. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. You can find more episodes of this podcast 
on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.